You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 99 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host, Bart Bouchot, and this is the show for December 2021. Um, Well, it's a solo show, and it's a bit of an odd show because life has just sort of been that um, of late odd. Um, I had all sorts of great plans for how I was going to do, you know, get things done over my Christmas break. I had some annual leave saved up, lots of time off me plenty of time to book a good guest, you know, great plans. And then reality just went, no, you're not having that. Um, and I've ended up dealing with a whole bunch of family stuff. So all my plans collapsed. So rather than an interview with a very nice guest or whatever, what you have is me pontificating for a bit without all that much of an agenda because I haven't really had time to prepare a, you know, one of my deep dive shows or something like that. Um, but in a strange way, that may actually be an appropriate topic for this time of year, because I think actually the message I want to give in this podcast is that now is a good time to pause and reflect and sort of analyze your year in photography and see if that is helpful to you in figuring out where you'd like to go in 2022 with your photography. Are you happy with, you know, how your photographs in December are better than your photographs were in January? Are you happy that your body of work has expanded to contain a few extra, you know, Uber keepers, for want of a better term? You know, those those photographs that you're not just going to want to keep because they're of sentimental value, but those photographs that if you were to do a best of, if you even get one a year, that would make your best of book. I think it's been a good year. So, you know, ha- you know, have a look through your library and see. And, I mean, depending on whether or not you're used to being in the habit of reflecting, so I, it's something I've been doing the last couple of years because it, life has just been weird. Well, it's been weird for all of us, but I don't know, I've had a few extra weirdnesses thrown on top of the pandemic weirdness. And I have actually been sort of taking the time to reflect and think at the end of every year, which then opens up a second opportunity, which is to ask yourself the question, so this time last year, you wanted to achieve X, Y, or Z. Are you happy that you have? And, you know, I I think that's actually very obvious. So even if this is the first year where you take the time to stop and think and and reflect, you know, that obviously you can't look back on last year and what you had hoped and compare and contrast what happened to what you had hoped. But, you know, if you do it this year, the next year you can do both. You can look forward and backwards. Um... But in terms of, you know, as I said, the one thing we can all do is look backwards. So I actually got a lot of value today by opening up the Photos app on my phone 
putting it into month view and scrolling back through, you know, scrolling all the way back to January and then scrolling forward again slowly and just looking at my photographs. What style are they? What subject are they? Are they the same as what I was shooting the year before? Has it changed? And much to my surprise, it actually had. Um, a couple of things made me chuckle, actually. Um, so the first year of the pandemic was very much the year of the macro. Um, at that stage, I hadn't moved house yet. My daily walking route took me to extremely boring places. Um, that was before there was such a concept as vaccines. We didn't understand the virus very well. So I didn't like crowds, whether they be indoor or outdoor. And also because of lockdown, all of the pretty outdoor places in the Maynooth area were just absolutely crowded with people. I just didn't feel comfortable. So the canal, for the first time in as long as I can remember, was out of bounds. I mean, that's been one of my constant muses for so long. I ended up basically taking all of my exercise in suburbia, which is an awfully boring place, really, all in all. And my response in 2020 to that strange reality was to zoom in. So 2020 was the year of the macro. If I were to sum up my 2020 in one word, it would be the year of the macro. And so as I scrolled through my 2021 photographs, I part of me was wondering, have I changed since 2020? Or is 2021 just the second year of the macro? Well, it wasn't the second year of the macro. It was the year of the wide angle. I became very obsessed with wide-angle photographs in 2021. Yes, there were macros, but fewer. And a lot of the macros were taken with the wide-angle lens up close into the subject so that you get both the subject and its setting in the one photograph. I did a lot, a lot of that. Um, A lot of getting down very low. Um, Obviously, a lot of dirty knees in 2021, um, or even lying flat on my stomach for quite a few of the shots. In fact, a lot of the keepers, a lot of the, a lot of the the shots that really, really stand out, were taken lying flat on my stomach. Um, there's a particularly nice one that I ended up using for the New Year's cards. I'm still waiting on Snapfish to deliver. Um, of dew covered grass as the foreground with a, an out of focus sun disc as the background, and obviously backlit. Uh, dew balls, little droplets of water on the grass. And that's only possible by lying down and being perfectly happy to get dirty. So other uh, ones of the keepers were photographed with little snowdrops, uh, very sexy, a lot of flowers and things up close so that you can see the flower in detail and the setting in detail. Um, daffodil snowdrops, berries later in the year, a lot of that stood out to me, actually. So I guess my my takeaway lesson has been lie down and get dirty um, and you'll get nicer photographs is my lesson of 2021, I think. Um, But I did notice some other patterns that made me chuckle a bit. So when the new iPhone came out, all of a sudden there was a big uptick again in macro shots. And I I know the reason for that. Apple added a macro feature to the camera. So instead of my having to remember to stick my clip-on macro lens into my pocket when I want to take macro shots... I ended up with a permanent macro lens now as soon as I upgraded my phone and unsurprisingly that produced a big bump in macro shots for the, the you know the eight weeks or so after getting my new phone. 
And then other things are just more expected. So at the start of the year, there's quite a few night mode shots. And at the end of the year, there's quite a few night mode shots. And in between, there's very few night mode shots. But that's because there's not that much night here in Ireland because we're quite far north. So in the summer, the sun, although the sun always sets here in Ireland, we're not far enough north to have a perpetual sun. We do actually have perpetual twilight. Um, There's three official definitions of twilight, civil, nautical and astronomical. And there is a month of the year where for no point in time in the entire night do we dip into astronomical darkness. We do go into civil and we do go into nautical twilight, but we do not go into astronomical. So that gives you some idea of why there would be very few night mode shots, because really there's not that much night. Um, but yeah, that that was my 2021, really. Awful, awful lot of use of that wide-angle lens on my iPhone. The other thing is that 2021 was the year when my transition to the iPhone being my primary camera was complete. And that actually had a noticeable difference on my photography um, from well, from all sorts of ways, actually. But I think the most important way is that I used to, I can never turn off my photographer brain. I never have, you know, for as long as I've been a photographer, I've always had my photography brain. It's always active. So if we teleport back five years, my photography brain was working in the sense of take note come back here sometime with a real camera. That was how, so it was always on. I was always seeing the world as a photographer. I was always making mental notes. But in 2021, that's gone. My photographer brain doesn't work at that anymore. My photographer brain is now constantly on the lookout for shots. And when it sees something interesting, it doesn't go make a note of this for later and hope that the light is good again sometime when you have your real camera with you. No. My photographer brain immediately goes, Stop what you're doing, take out your camera, and take a picture. And by take out your camera, what my brain feels is, grab your phone. The fact that the macro lens is now also built in instead of a clip-on lens I have to remember to bring with me, there's basically nothing I have to remember anymore. I don't leave the house without my phone. That, that just doesn't happen. So that means I don't leave the house without my camera. So that actually means that I am now always in possession of my primary camera. That's very powerful. I've never had that before. Uh, and that that really has opened up a lot of opportunistic shots. I mean, the, the old joke in photography, you know, what's the secret to great photographs? F8 and B there. Really what that means is, unless you have your camera with you, you cannot take advantage of happenstance, right? It's impossible to benefit from luck without a camera. And if you always have a camera, well, it's inevitable you'll get lucky sometimes. But you'll always have your camera, so you can capitalise on your luck, whether that be amazing light, whether that be some sort of weird alignment, whatever it is. If your camera's always with you, then you're always, you're always able to get lucky. And that was certainly noticeable as I, as I was scrolling through my photographs, a lot of the times, like, oh, yeah, I was really lucky to get that. And I was really lucky to get that. But I wasn't. It was just that my camera was always, always with me. And that even extends with when I'm out on, on the bike grabbing some exercise. There were, in the past, I would only end up taking photographs while out on the bike if I had my DSLR. I actually have, st- I still own it. I haven't blown the dust off in ages. But the, the cotton carry system 
have a chest strap for mounting a DSLR securely to your chest. So the, you know, the pictures of other people on mountain bikes going across mountains and stuff with their DSLR straps to their chest. And it works very well. You know. If you're going to take a DSLR with you doing mad weird things, the cotton carrier system is great. But realistically, I wasn't going out on the bike every day with DSLR strapped to my chest. That would involve me planning ahead. I am planning on taking my camera up a mountain or whatever. Well, now my phone is always with me. So when I'm out on the bike and something interesting happens, I can stop. Or I can note, say, that the moon is close to Venus or whatever, and then I can just watch as I cycle for a nice horizon or a nice foreground to stick with though that celestial happenstance. And so immediately jumps to mind is a photograph of planets with a road sign underneath them, you know, because I was just I just thought it was a fun foreground. I know, nice silhouettes of nice trees. I would have cycled for fifteen minutes or so watching, going, Okay, need to find a good horizon before the sun gets too much lower in the sky and things get too dark. And just looking for that perfect silhouette where there's no power lines, there's no houses, it's just in some way a pleasing shape of skyline and grab the planets against that. And that is entirely possible because my camera phone is now my primary camera. And so that's definitely a change in 2021. Um, Looking forward then to 2022, well... If I want to achieve something different in 2022, then the obvious implication is that there's something not right here now in 2021. So what am I not happy about is really the question at the heart of what would I like to achieve in 2022. And I have a one-word answer for that. Organisation. Since the death of Aperture, I have not committed to a single place to keep and organise my photographs. Which means that I have old stuff that exists as a bunch of folders with exported TIFFs from Aperture so that I have basically a lossless version. Then I have a whole bunch of stuff in um, Adobe Cloud because gosh darn it I was so sure I was going to use Lightroom but then I changed my mind. Actually no I have a Lightroom catalogue as well. Oh god. Another place. So Lightroom catalog, uh, Adobe Cloud, because I initially, the cloud version of Lightroom wasn't good enough, so I used the desktop version, so that means I had a catalog, and then I switched to the cloud version, and then maybe said, right, that's it, brilliant. I'm going to go into the cloud, so I'm going to put all of my back catalog up, I'm going to put everything up there, I'm going to get it all organized in the cloud, and that, nope, didn't happen. So I have some stuff in, at the, in, in the Lightroom catalog on my desktop, some stuff in a bunch of folders, some stuff in Adobe's cloud, and a whole batter of stuff for the last two years, really. The 2020 and 2021 keepers are all in my iPhoto library, which is cloud synced, which is something, but they're all in my iPhoto library. So there's no metadata, there's nothing altogether. Searching is a nightmare. At this stage, I'm reverting to Twitter to find the copies of my images, which is ridiculous. So when I come here to reflect next year, gosh darn it, I hope I'm reflecting on my having found a way that works for me to put order on my stuff. And it needs to be able to have the order put in it from the iPhone. I think that's actually the key. Whatever my workflow is, it has to work from the iPhone because so many of my photographs now are taken on the phone, edited on the phone and shared on the phone. They don't 
leave the phone. It's all done with you know within a few minutes of having snapped the shot. It's full. It's processed. It's shared. And it's just mentally done. And the act of putting it somewhere doesn't happen, which is why it's all stuck in my photo library. <sighs> I mean, I guess being all in the iPhone library has some advantages because it made it easy for me to scroll through my years worth of photography and analyse it, but it's... I don't have metadata. I used to be one of the most organised people and now I'm as disorganised as it gets. I'm not happy about that. So that is something I want to finally address in some sort of sustainable way. That You know, I need to set... Lightroom was a good path for me that kept me very happy for a decade, I think. Well, I need... I need something to set me up again for another decade. I need something that tied, you know, that's not just going to tide me over, but actually going to work until 2030 or whatever, you know? Really, we need to find a new workflow that that suits this new camera phone first life that I, I'm definitely leading out photographically. So there, there are my thoughts. Um, I very much encourage you to do the same, to open up your photo cataloging mechanism of choice, whether that be your iPhoto library, your Aperture library, your Adobe Cloud library, a folder on your computer, it doesn't matter what it is, your Twitter account, whatever. Scroll back in time to January and then move forward and see what you see. And just sort of look at the big picture. If you'll excuse the pun I so overuse in all of my stuff, take a moment to admire the forest. Right? You've been looking at your trees and cultivating your trees all year long and you know, taking beautiful trees, doesn't work as an analogy, but bear with me, sharing beautiful trees. Well, okay, what about the forest? What's going on on the, on the large scale? So I'm going to draw a line on the photography stuff there, but uh, I am also just going to give you a heads up that I'm using Let's Talk Photography as my uh, guinea pig for some deeply practical, utterly non-photographic housekeeping. So since I started my own podcasts, the good people over at the MyMac Podcasting Network have taken care of initially all of the practicalities of turning my blatherings into a podcast. So I, I always did my own photo, my own audio editing and stuff, but basically I would hand over an audio file and some metadata and the feed was constructed by those guys. The audio was hosted by the, you know, my Mac network. I was doing the absolute bare minimum and that was great because I didn't, I, I wasn't in a place where I was ready to take more ownership, control, etc. of those things. But I am now. And so I'm, I've been slowly transitioning towards becoming more independent. In fact, fully independent in terms of the practicalities of getting a show out. So it is going to be my audio files hosted on a service of mine. Um, if, if anyone's curious, it's uh, I'm using uh, the, the um, object storage from DigitalOcean um, to, to store the media these days. So basically that that has a CDN mode, so I have basically set up my own CDN to host my own audio files, and they've been actually hosted there for most of, for a good chunk of this year, I won't say most, but for a good chunk of this year, you've actually been getting the audio from me, but the feed has still been with my Mac, still been on the my Mac servers. So I've I've now completely redone my feed, almost 100 episodes to fix. It's really 
lot bigger of a chore than I realised. So I've actually finished redoing the feed as my own independent feed with its own new URL, which happens to be back-ended into Git, which is just a whole level of safety net I'm not used to having. It's fantastic. Um, so I'm now in the process of wrestling with iTunes and the iTunes um, infrastructure to seamlessly transition from the MyMac feed to my own feed without all of you guys getting unsubscribed or without me losing all of you guys along the way. So I don't know how that's going to go, but that is what I'm going to be trying to make happen really quite soon. Um, If things go to my vague tatters of my leftover plans, that should be done by the start of 2022. Maybe by the end of January before it quite comes through. But anyway, I am hoping you guys don't actually notice that I've moved over. Um, but it's a big deal for me. Um, and I apologise up front if you do notice, because it means that my attempts to make it go smoothly have not succeeded. Um, another thing I want to reflect on at the end of the year is that my desire for podcasting has always been to be in a position where I can approximately break even and produce podcasts without it being a financial burden and without having to take advertisers because I don't like being paid to say nice things about stuff. If I say nice things, I want it to be because I genuinely believe them. Now I know you can veto an ad and so you can refuse to say nice things about something you dislike, but you really can't only advertise things you proactively like. So what you end up having to do is to say nice things about things you're ambivalent about. And while that doesn't irk me nearly as much as saying nice things about things I dislike, I still don't want to do it. I just I just don't want to. And it just feels ick. It feels wrong. You know, I'm in the position where podcasting is a hobby, so why shouldn't it be the way I want it? Um, and while it's nice in the photography not to have advertisers, it's not nearly as much of a worrier here. The real show that matters the most, and of course, is Let's Talk Apple, where the kind of people who would want to sponsor might also be the kind of people who would have Apple-rated products who might also end up in the Apple News and then that's just a whole bag of hurt I don't want. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying, you know, this show exists in its current form, which is the form I want it to exist in, only because I reached out to the community and said, please support my podcasting. And you guys, the community, responded. You support what I do. Um, gosh, if I, gosh darn if I understand why, um, but you do, and I love you for it. Um, so to everyone who has in any way supported this podcast in the 99 episodes, you know, we're about to turn 100 here, big milestone, so yay. I know, if you have told a friend that is supporting the show, and that is really valuable to me, and I really appreciate it. If you tweet about a show, that's really valuable, I really appreciate it. If you share it on Slack, Twitter, Facebook, any sort of social media, I really appreciate it. Good old-fashioned word of mouth when you could go into a pub and talk to other human beings. All of that stuff is so immensely valuable for sharing the show. Now, of course, podcasts come with bills. It costs me money to run the website, it costs me money to host the audio, it costs me money, you know, there are costs involved in having a thing existing. And that's where the Patreon supporters are just amazing. Because at this stage, 
Patreon money is breaking even. So if there's no new anything, then the income from Patreon is sufficient to cover the monthly bills, which is amazing. That's what I always wanted. And where the PayPal people come in is that there are times when I need to buy new software, buy new hardware, and the PayPal money that comes in, that's what I use it for. And it's amazingly helpful to be able to do that. I'm talking into a nice microphone, hanging on a nice boom arm, recording into nice recording software. All of that is because of the listener support. And that is that is where the one-off donations are amazing. So thank you again to everyone who has supported the show in any which way whatsoever. Uh, at this stage, we're between Christmas and New Year. So if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you manage to do so in a safe and meaningful way as is possible in these strange and unusual times. And for 2022, let's hope for everyone's sake that we get a bit more of a grip on this pandemic thing. Um, Right now, at this minute in time, here in Ireland, not looking so good. But, you know, things come and things go, things improve and things get worse. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Okay, let's hope things keep going in the right direction. But really what I want to wish you all is as fulfilling and as creative and as joyous a new year as is possible. And let's hope that when we all reflect again at the end of the year, we'll all, all of us be in a better place than we are right now, today. Okay, I'm going to stop chattering on. Um... Hypothetically, there will be something called show notes at letstashtalk.ie. There will be excruciatingly short show notes, probably something along the lines of Bart pontificates for a bit. Um, But there are support the show buttons there, if you'd like to join the Patreon, Twitter, etc. Um, band. So again, thank you. Right, I've been your host, Bart Bouchot, so you can find me at bartb.ie. Until next time, for episode 100, happy snapping. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, this is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and anything related to those technologies um, with my, along with my co-host, Warren Sklar. Um, we in depth with a lot of great things that relates to iOS and and its technologies. I'd love to give you to give it a listen. Uh, you can find us at intouchwithios.com or we are in Apple Podcasts or any uh, podcatcher will be able to find us. Um, but uh, give us a listen. We'd love to have you listening to uh, those great technologies and relating to iOS. Thanks.